In case you were worried and losing sleep about Jeff Dollar's birthday being over, don't you worry because we have a Jeff Dollar birthday themed weekly pick me up coming out today. If you are listening on the day of release, which is Tuesday. The uh, Pick Me Up newsletter comes out every single week, and it's usually chock full of great stories that you can reference when sometimes the news might get a little too overwhelming and negative. But I think tomorrow or today, all of those great stories are about me. Oh, I bet you're very sad about that. (laughs) Way to stretch two more days into my birthday. It's well done. Thank you, Katie. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first time listening to The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and I am grateful that yesterday the weather was perfect for doors and windows open. So nice. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for this big furry blanket I have on me. That's the difference. I want fresh air in the house, and if it's in the 60s, bring it. Callie's like, nope, cover me in warmth. No, I love it, but I like the doors open, and then I like to put my blanket on top of me. Like I like to be snuggled. That's the equivalent of like going into the hotel room and cranking the air conditioner yes. all the way down, Yes. but then loving the fact that they have a big like yes. thick comforter on the bed. Uh, which I also love. We R- sleep with it very cold. Right. Um, okay, I wanted to tell you about something that I thought was really interesting and it might give some perspective to somebody out there. Um, I was looking back through my old Instagram stories because I was trying to find some stuff for my gift guides and that I had talked about this year. And I stumbled upon my Instagram stories from the week you got fired. From before or after I was fired? After. Okay. And it's really interesting because I remember I had totally forgot. Not, I, you know, I know that you were fired, obviously, but I forgot how scared and sad that I was around that time. And I remember... My best friend, and I didn't put this on Instagram, but my best friend came over like the night I got home because I was at a time when I found out you got fired on a work trip. I came back and she came over and we got super wine drunk on our patio. And just, I remember crying and I was sitting outside bawling and I was so scared, one, about what people would think. I was scared about where our future paychecks would come from. I was scared about what if we have to move? Like everything seemed so uncertain. My feelings were hurt by by friends involved in that situation. And I was listening back to my stories thinking, God, I, I remember being there, but that seems like 8 million years ago. And my thought that I wanted to say was things get better And things change, even if you don't know what your next step is. And I remember how scared I was just six months ago. How great would it be to have the superpower to when things are tumultuous or chaotic or uncertain or unpredictable, how great would it be to have the attitude of, well, this isn't forever, 
Yeah. And I kind of like am someone that chronically has that attitude. I mean, I, I try to have that attitude, but I think when you're in it, it can seem like, okay, here's the thing. So I didn't know that Jeff and I were going to be doing this podcast when he got fired. I didn't know, um, what was going to be said about him, written about him. I didn't know how his friendships were going to be altered. Um, I didn't know where we were getting paychecks. I didn't know if we were going to live in Atlanta and I knew we wanted to stay here, but literally everything was up in the air. And I just got a glimpse of how, sad and confused I was. And even before that, when you had your job, how stressed I was all the time. And it's like a different person. I feel so different now. And I just wanted to say that because I feel like sometimes, even if it takes a couple years, because I've been in funks that take a couple years to get out of, it's really hard, but it always gets better. The, um, for me, first of all, a couple things about that. It's funny because it was exactly six months ago that I got fired. I got fired on May 9th. So that was six months ago last weekend. And it feels like an eternity in the best way. Like I feel so far past that, that situation that uh, I completely forgot that I have, when you're in, broadcasting or any sort of media thing there there are um things in your in your employment agreements that prevent you from working in the same city where you had been working and there you know, non-compete covenants and all this other stuff and i forgot that i had a non-compete covenant for atlanta radio for atlanta for radio in atlanta that expired on my birthday and it was only until our lawyer who handled the negotiation of that sent me a happy birthday and end of your non-compete that I remembered that that existed. And it's interesting because when that non-compete was set, that felt so far away. I honestly don't even remember the last time I thought about that. I know, like I I completely forgot about it. And I think the point of this is the six months was a relatively quick amount of time. Well, but also you had something with your last job, so you couldn't work for six months last time you left. And that went by so slow. This haven't even thought about it. It went by so fast. Um, the uh, yeah. So so I think that the moral of the story is whatever you're going through, just keep going because you'll come out on the other side of it. And eventually, what you're dealing with now and today, and what's causing you concern and anxiety, will eventually be a memory. And I know that's very little comfort when you're in the thick of it. If somebody had said that to me six months ago, I may have almost been mad at them, Mm -hmm. but it's the truth. So just focus on there being another side of whatever it is that you're going through. It is a luxury to know what your next step is. And I think that sometimes we get caught up in thinking that we're just guaranteed, like when one thing ends or one door closes or one thing is hard in our life, something that we're guaranteed we should know the outcome of it. And that's not true. Like knowing your next step out of something hard is a luxury that not many people and that you don't often get during life. So just know that it is so much more common to not know what the heck you're going to do than it is to know exactly what you're going to do. Most Uh, people don't know. 
I spent a lot of I'm I'm going I'm about to challenge a philosophy or a uh, a rule of man that that is practically carved in stone and I want people to combat this. I want people to You want me to combat it? If you can. Okay. But I don't I think you and I are going to be on the same page with this. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot of energy in the world. There's a lot of, um, uh, uh, um, I guess, yeah, energy. I don't know what the word is. But a lot of people believe that in order to move past something, you have to have, you have to forgive the people who have done you wrong. And I want to challenge that. And I have a couple of people who I think are going to be on my side. But here's an, and this is where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. I, I Googled quotes about forgiveness. People are going to be fired up about this, by the way. And it's a, here's one from Gandhi. The weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. Uh, here's another quote. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that that prisoner was you. Another one, forgiveness is a gift you give yourself. Another one, not forgiving is like drinking rat poison, but waiting for the other person to die. Those are all quotes about forgiveness. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I do not believe that you have to forgive everyone in order to have a peaceful life. I think, and I think that's the general, when people say forgiveness, I mean, some people it's very religious based and it's something you're supposed to do in your religion. And that's a whole separate thing. And then, um, there's, you know, a lot of people say forgiveness is for yourself. I feel like I have totally let go of that time in our lives. And like the, the, the drama that happened when you got fired, but I haven't forgiven anyone that was involved. And that is, And I am totally at peace with it. Mm -hmm. And I have a couple of quotes that, and one of them, uh, it's going to be the second time in a week that the same person has come up on the show. It's totally random. But but I have a couple quotes that I'll, I'll read, but I want to challenge the philosophy or the theory that in order to be at peace and to move forward with your life, you have to forgive someone. In my situation, the most public part of my whole situation was when Jen went on the radio in the, in the day after the first second show that she did after I got fired and in the most succinct terms, tried to damage my character was said and implied very bad things about me. I don't think I ever have to forgive her for that. And here's why. Because I don't think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't hold animosity. I'm not angry. I don't wish poor things on her or harm to come to her. Mm-hmm. I have just completely forgotten about it. But I don't think I ever have to forgive her for, for all the stuff that I did for her and her family, for her then to tr- and I and here's I can already hear some of the arguments that people are making like mm-hmm. well you don't know what kind of pressure she was under you don't know what her employer might have made her do you don't know this you don't know that you don't know whatever where she was if she really felt that way none of those things you're right I don't 
But what I do know is an adult woman made a professional and personal decision to go down that road, mm -hmm. that road of negativity and, and uh, character damaging and all that stuff that she did. She made a decision to go down that road and did it and has not reached out to me since. Yeah. I don't have to, I don't think I have to forgive that. And I think, uh, and to take it one step even further, I'm fairly certain that if, if at some point in the future, she came to me to ask for forgiveness, I think I would tell her that I appreciate the sentiment, but I, that's a chapter that's, that's a book that's written. It's on the it's shelf. It's close. It's close. I think that, um, well, and I think it's going to be different for people who believe in it as a deep part of religion, because, you know, I see people and you see this in court cases or whatever, people saying to their sister's murderer or whatever, I forgive you because they feel like it's the right thing for them to do. And I think some people really do find inner peace that way, but I don't think it's the only way. And I don't either. I mean, I totally agree with you that I don't think about it anymore. I've kind of dealt with it within myself. I don't think I owe anybody anything, but I don't forgive certain people for what they did to us, to me and to you. And I don't harbor it. And I, I think it was part of the lesson. Like I almost think that forgiving those people would be like saying that I didn't learn what I was supposed to get out of it. Does that make sense? It does. And you have something in common with Oprah Winfrey. Oh, there you go. So you and Oprah, are the same person, <laughs> because I did find two quotes that kind of back up this philosophy of mine. Mm -hmm. Okay. One of them is from F. Scott Fitzgerald. Who came oh, my up, other friend. Yeah, who came up on yesterday's episode. But he just said, forgotten is forgiven. So I appreciate the, the, the person in the courtroom who says to the murderer, I forgive you, because that- that He's saying like, I forget you. That rage, well, no, no, that rage in that situation, that rage could be all consuming. Mm -hmm. That negativity could be all consuming. So by forgiving that person, you, you're allowing yourself to forget about that person, right? Cause you've already dismissed it. But in a, in, in, I mean, in, in a smaller scale, if somebody just wrongs you, I don't think you have to forgive them. If they don't cause you negative energy, forgotten is forgiven. And then to what you said, here's the Oprah quote, true forgiveness is when you can say, quote, thank you for that experience. And if we're going to believe that, if we're going to go from the book of Oprah, if we're going to read from yeah. the book of Oprah, then I have forgiven because I am truly grateful for every inch of that marathon I ran there. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I don't know. That's such a tricky one because I feel like people have such strong feelings about it. I also don't think it makes you a bad person to say that you don't understand forgiveness or you, I don't think I understand it. And cause to me, it was taught to me, like when I was in Sunday school, with the, when, when I was in a kid and, and to me, it was taught to me in very simplistic child forms that when somebody wrongs you, you're supposed to say it's okay. And then still love them regardless. And I don't know that that 
is something that I would do. Like if, if a person that really, that but I that's, didn't. And here, here's a stretch. Here's, this is where I'm really going to stretch. That's like Jesus forgiving. Didn't Jesus forgive Judas? For, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. You don't know that at all? I think. I'm really bad at that. But I think, and I think that's like gets too far into like religious stuff. But if right. someone that, there are a couple people in my life that I don't forgive. If they showed up on the doorstep and they were like, you know, bleeding to death or like I would help them. You know what I mean? Like that's a basic form of loving another human being. But do I need that around in my life? And do I need to talk through, like someone said, the other day, do you wish that you could talk through everything with those people? And I really don't. Yeah. Like so there's nothing like I've made my peace with it. I've learned my lesson. I'm again, grateful for that lesson and for the hurt because it, it taught me so much. And to be honest, we wouldn't be sitting here right now if you weren't fired. Right. So if we're going by the book of Oprah, true forgiveness is when you can say, thank you for that experience. And that's exactly where I am. So thank you. We have gotten a lot of cool. It's funny. Jeff wrote this on the, on the schedule as an odd number of messages. And I would like to change that and make it a little more upsidey. Cause I don't think he, Jeff says he feels like we have gotten an odd number of messages from people who have said that their viewpoint and their life has experienced a shift since they incorporated the upside every day. And I don't mean the upside, like, Oh, you listen to me and Jeff talk every day and that's it. Like the Facebook group, the, the, like the influx of people working to change their brains is changing a whole lot of people. I don't think it's odd at all. Well, I'm just saying it's odd that a, a number of people over the past two weeks have told us about that, have said things like, I didn't realize before how I defaulted to the negative. And now that I'm listening to you guys, I default to the positive more and thank you for this shift. It's just, we've had a lot of people tell us that over the past two weeks. It's really cool. And it's, it's so cool. I think the reason that I say I'm not surprised is because of honestly, of like the Facebook group and watching people like, in the upside network, help each other, love on each other. I mean, I got a call, like aunt Effie got a call from someone that knew her son, that knew someone that was listening to the upside. You know what I mean? Like, it's just this network of people that are like good people that want to hear good, feel good without being overly like whatever. It's almost like we're thinking critically about kindness, positivity, and, and a better world and life together. Callie and I, we've said this. Does that make sense? Uh-huh, totally. Callie and I are, are naturally both have self-identified as more negative, more pessimistic people. So this movement is as helpful for us as it is for you. So we thank you for being a part of the community. And I have a, a, a real-world example from yesterday of how the upside changed my point of view, because it's funny to, to get questions about if people are quote, doing it right. Like, is it, is this how you do gratitude? Is this how you do mm -hmm. upside? Is this how you do positivity? There's no right way and wrong way. And one of the more frequent questions is, well, I have, have started to think more upsidey, but I have a, a had a negative thought for a minute. And then I pushed it out of my head. Is that, does that ever go away? 
And I can answer that. No, because today I, or yesterday I was in line at the Goodwill store mm -hmm. to donation thing to donate some, some stuff that we had and my underwear and <laughs> other stuff. His birthday and, underwear. My birthday. And, and a car had backed in and had just gone through the whole drive through donation thing the wrong way, was blocking the whole path, and the dude was unloading his whole SUV of stuff. And I had two bags of things to take out and, and give to them. But then once I did, I was stuck just because mm -hmm. of the way the little drive through was set up. And I was like, why is that? My, I mean, my, honest to gosh, my first thought was, why is this idiot? Why couldn't he just read the sign? Right. And then seconds later... I was like, that's not very upsidey, Jeff. And then <laughs> my final thought was, wow, what a blessing. What a what gift. What a cool thing. What a, what, what, how awesome is it that this man has a whole carload of donations that he can For give. other people. Right, yeah. that, that he's giving to other people. And I kind of laughed at myself because I'm like, yeah, always learning. Something that I see in the Facebook group that I love is people who say, yeah, I don't really know the upside in this situation, but I need somebody to like guide me there. Like, right, I don't know, like I'm it. ticked off. I'm irritated. This is horrible, whatever. And they just post and there's not a hundred people on there going, oh my God, I can't believe you can't see the, it's literally people helping someone else work to get there. Right. And even me watching other people do that when I'm not even participating in it, like whatever someone posts that says, hey, I'm having a really hard time seeing the upside of this. Like I can't, I'm stuck. And having other people, literally hundreds of people just come lift people out every day, multiple times a day, challenges me to think critically in a different way about the world and how I see things. And it's really cool. It's an evolution. It's not a... Now you're upsetting. Now, like it, it literally is a constant evolution. Yeah. You don't have to be perfect all the time, but just remember that there is an upside to everything. All right. We have to thank our sponsors for this week. You've heard us talk about Care Of, which is personal, personalized vitamins delivered right to your door. I am currently living my best delivery life. <laughs> and um, vitamins, I don't know why they have to be so complicated in the stores, but you know they are. If you've ever stood in that aisle, just like, staring at it, not knowing what to choose. Care of takes care of all of that huh, for you. Um, you go to takecareof.com and you take a quiz, a personalized quiz about your life, your lifestyle, what you're trying to accomplish. They will send you personalized vitamin packs right to your door. And if you enter the code upside 50, you get 50% off your first care of order. Again, that's takecareof.com. Enter the code upside 50 for 50% 50 off your first order. One thing that I don't know if I will ever fully embrace is adulthood. Like I just had my 46th birthday and I'm still confused by adult things like life insurance, which is why I'm really happy that this partner came on board with the upside when they did. It's called Policy Genius. Policy Genius will handle all of the paperwork and all of the red tape when it comes to getting life insurance. You just go to their website, go to policygenius.com. You will apply. It only takes a few minutes. You'll get a bunch of quotes and then you pick which policy you want and they take care of everything. This insurance, this life insurance will stay with you 
even if you leave your job. So if you want to be all grown up like I am and do adult things, go to policygenius.com and make sure that you select the upside when it says, how did you hear about us? Make sure you select our show so they know that you are a VIP upsider ready for adulthood with policygenius.com. There has been quite a bit of role reversal in the dollar house. And it's been, I mean, the biggest thing is I'm now the breadwinner um, because Jeff for a very long time until we got our first check uh, for the podcast has not been employed. Um, And we're just going through this period of like, things are just like shifting. Like, and Jeff pointed out to me yesterday that we were having a conversation that a year ago we were we were completely on the opposite sides of this conversation like i was jeff in the conversation and he was me and it's been funny to kind of like watch this whole thing play out the discussion that we're having is about buying a house and i for years since we got married since before we got married would put off any decision of buying real estate because I didn't know what my job future looked like. And that's not an ominous thing or it it could have gone either way. It's a radio thing. It's a radio thing. Just because of the nature of radio, if the show had done really, really well in a short amount of time, I could have found myself making a significantly more amount of money Mm -hmm. than when I took the job. Or if the show didn't do well, and, uh, and, and, and tides turned, then I could find myself unemployed. And both of those scenarios made me not want to purchase real estate, which, yeah. which he, which I think is dumb. I think that just lead that my entire existence is analyzing stuff. And I hate this about myself, like scenarios and situations have to be absolutely perfect for me to commit. Yeah. Well, and it's a big purchase. I mean, it's not like you're purchasing a pillow. I know. It's a big commitment. And the thing, the scary thing about radio is you can get fired anytime. Anybody and you can need get- a, you need, when you go to get a mortgage, you're relying on whatever paycheck is coming in to still be there. So you can pay the mortgage. But I know plenty of folks who have worked in radio and there are plenty of folks who don't work in radio who get sudden, who find themselves suddenly unemployed, who, who make it work. Yeah. And I've just never been one of those people because I am nervous. Like everything has to be lined up perfectly. So you know, what's ironic about that statement is what we're doing right now is exactly that. You got fired from radio and we are absolutely making it work. Right. And we, so the, the, the role reversal thing is I went to Cali last week and said, I think we need to buy a house. And I have been saying for years to Jeff, like, Hey, I want to buy a house. Hey, I want to buy a house. Hey, I think we should buy a house. Like, and he's like, no, 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 Cali. We just, when we get to a certain point with the show or when we, and we just don't need to talk about it right now. We don't need to be locked into that, this, that, this, that, this, that. And then he comes to me and it's like, Hey, I think we need to buy a house. And I'm like, who are you? Well, no, you said, (laughs) I think we should wait a year, which is, which is what I have been saying for the past X number of years. Yeah, we have totally, it's almost like, and we're making the same arguments to each other that the other person made last year. So we, it's like we've switched brains momentarily. 
And the reason it, to me, it's so crystal clear is because when my last job was my only thing, when, mm -hmm. th when that was, was it in my head, that was either going to do really well. It was going to not do well. And it was either going to do really well and we would stay in Atlanta and I would be able to sign like a 10 year contract and life would be great or it wasn't going to do well. But because of where my brain was, the only option would be radio, mm -hmm. which means we would have to move. Right. Like, I don't think I would want to go to another radio station in Atlanta. And so we would have to go find a different city. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to be tied into a mortgage because I don't know why, because the scenario wasn't perfect. But now we're on the other side of radio thing. We're seven or eight months past me getting fired. We're making money. We're having a good time doing it. And I want to stay in this city. Yeah. So to me, it makes perfect sense. And I do appreciate, I am really excited that we're now on a 1000%. We are not leaving Atlanta. So that is a beautiful feeling to have. And it's really cool since Jeff is, I wouldn't say Jeff is a cynic, but Jeff is very practical. And I think the fact that you have said, Hey, I want to buy a house really is a good indicator to me of how you feel about what we're doing with the upside in our future. So that makes me so happy. I'm just scared. Now I'm the one that's like, okay, well, what if it all goes away? But that's or the fear with everything. But and th that's not what you said. You said, what if it gets even better? Well, I said that because I thought you would be more receptive to that, but I am like, fearful. I mean, it's the same thing that you were saying last year. Cause yes. you were, you were saying, um, if I land a bigger contract, we can afford like our price range changes and then, or we'll have to move. So that was our thing. And now I'm like, well, in a year we could afford a house that we might like more and not be, you know, in such a rush or you this were, whole thing could go away. And then our whole life will go up and like, why are we so paralyzed by, by, by fear, fear, it's, I don't know. It's just, I don't, I don't know. But I think here's, here's the takeaway from, from this is everybody is allowed to change their viewpoint and change their perspective. Mm -hmm. And when, when somebody asked a few weeks ago on the show, like, what does partnership look like? Part of a big part of partnership is respecting the fact that the other person might change their mind. Yeah. And being tolerant of that. Mm -hmm. And you can be tolerant. You can either just accept it and go, okay, or you can, you know, laugh at it and be like, yeah, it's it's just a thing that it's part of partnership, you know? It's mm -hmm. it's easy to come down on somebody and go, well, this is the plan because you said this and blah, 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 blah. But you just have to respect the fact that people are going to change their mind and change their position. And it's also easy, I think, to say in partnership, well, where were you a year ago when I wanted to do right. this a year ago? And that's not a productive conversation either because he just wasn't there a year ago. And, you know, I think that we're not really religious people, but we are very much about the universe and kind of everything working itself out. So I think the fact that I have doubts now is like, 
you know, like maybe the time's not right, but I'm not closed off to it. So we'll see how it goes. Um, this is to me, it's like, I can't, my brain also can't even process like the fact that you were fired. What was it like? how many months ago? And then now we're even in a position to have this conversation. Like I was preparing us to have to like live with my parents, you know what I mean? Which isn't a bad thing, but I just thought it would take us longer to like figure out what our next steps were. And, um, so I think part of it is like, I'm almost in disbelief that, um, we have dreams that are coming true. Like I'm really proud and excited, but I'm scared. Which is okay. Yeah. That's part of partnership. Is when somebody's scared, you respect that, but then you shop for houses behind their back. I can't believe that I like glossed over this on the show yesterday. But when we went to Asheville, we went to my grandparents' house, which is notable because they passed away in 2000 and 2001. And I have not been there since my grandfather passed away. And you were like 20 then? Yeah, it would no, it was 19 were, years ago. So you were younger than that even, right? You yeah, were I was like 15. 15, 16 years yeah. old. What was in your mind the uh or what what was the most notable thing about the house when you saw it as an adult than when you saw it when you were 15? It was really um overgrown, not overgrown. Like I know who lives there and they're like, fine. It's not older people. They're, you know, they're yeah. Um, but it, my grandfather used to always have these bushes out in the front picture window and they were always perfectly trimmed. And then I drove up and some of the plants in front of the house died. And I was like, that's not the way it's supposed to be. They're supposed to be perfectly <laughs> trimmed and exactly in this area. And it's a little stuff like that. What about size wise? Did it seem the same size? Did the street seem as you long? Know, the outside seemed the same size, but I bet if we had been able to go in, I would have been like, oh my gosh, this house is so tiny. <laughs> a few years ago, I went up to my grandparents' house in upstate New York where I had, it's, you know, probably been 20 years since I've been there and drove past my grandparents. He took me there. Yeah. It was Callie and I and my parents. And we drove past the house where my grandparents lived the whole time I was growing up. And in my head, it was like a, it it it, w- it was like a house where Oprah Winfrey live would live, right? It would it was like a castle with gardens in the back, and it was enormous, and it was ten stories tall, and it sparkled. It wasn't. It was just well, a house. and we actually drove around the block a couple times because <laughs> Jeff was like, "That's not the house." There's no way that could be it, but it was. <laughs> it was just when you're a kid, it just seems so big in your head. It does. It seems so big, and um, I really wish that you know. I was too- what about the street? Did the street seem the same? Because for no. me, the street was in front of my grandparents' house was so busy and was like the main street of the town they were in. And then when we went up there, it was just like, it was just a street. My grandparents live in the mountains, so there wasn't anything, you know what I mean? Like mountains around, like it really wasn't that different. I, I wish I could have seen the inside of the house. Cause I am sure that would have been different. I remember them having a huge kitchen and my mom, my dad was just telling me the other night, 
when they were over here that my grandmother actually didn't even want to buy that house because she said the kitchen was so small. And that's not how I remember it as a kid. I remember the hallways being really big. And um, the thing that I wish, I wish that my brain was in the right spot when they passed and I had gone up there to that house and really soaked in for the last time all of the nuances that I now missed about that house. I wonder if we, I would be interested to hear stories and our phone number is 800-434-5454. Um, put that in your phone because you can use that to comment on anything we talk about on this show ever. 800-434-5454. But I would love to hear stories of people who have gone and knocked on the door and said, I used to live here. May I come inside? I really wish that I had the guts to do that. My sister did that. She did? With that house. Mm -hmm. She did? Yeah. And did the people who live there let her inside? I think so, but I just didn't. I don't know. You never know. And I just, um, I hate intruding on other people, but I really would love to see the inside of it. And and my grandmother from my other side, I remember her house so crystal clearly because they just died within the past three years. So that I just remember every ounce of, and I just wish that I could see the house as it was, as it was put together, like they lived in it one more time. Uh, We also want to say thank you real quick to our Georgia sponsor of the Upside this week, Georgia's own credit union. This is like a flashback for me because I was an endorser for them for, I think, almost a decade when I was on Q100 here in Atlanta. And so I still do most of my banking with Georgia's own credit union. And you should know that since he's been with them for so long, you financed a house, a car, a boat, probably more things that I can't even think of. So Jeff has really financed almost everything possible that you can finance with Georgia's own. If you need more than one loan, you can save even more with a multi-loan discount at Georgia's own credit union. Just go to georgiasown.org and tell them that I sent you. Uh, I'm <laughs> Jeff Dollar. I'm one of Georgia's own. Restrictions do apply. Offer valid through the end of November. Go to georgiasown.org for complete details on how you can save money with a multi-loan discount at Georgia's own credit union. We have a super pup that I've got to tell you about that I saw that just about broke my heart. There is a dog that was burned in a house fire, like its face was burned in a house fire in 2018. And you can see on the dog, like it's missing some skin on its face or whatever. It is training to be a therapy dog in the burn unit. It's so awesome. This poor dog was on the screen porch of a house that caught on fire and and couldn't escape until it got burned on its belly and its paws and its face. And now it's going to be helping humans who have suffered the same thing. So he did great in his like first round of training. And then he'll be a comfort to, uh, I'm sure, a lot of people and of kids to know that are suffering from burns, especially like on their faces, on their bodies where they're visible, um, that it's okay. And this little therapy dog, I love him so much. What a super pup. His name is Taka. And you know what's awesome about him? I don't even, maybe you mentioned this and I I missed it, so I'm sorry if you did. But you know, Taka is nine years old. I know. And we talk about adult dogs being awesome. Uh, Taka is nine years old and and just graduated school. (laughs) He did. Good job, Taka. Good boy. So you really can teach an old dog new tricks. You literally can. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. Here's what I want to know. This is my curiosity question for Jeff Dollar. 
So if you've known Jeff for a long time, you might already know that he has a direct line to Santa Claus. Yes. Jeff, Jeff is friends with Santa, and this is true, and they've been friends for years. And on Jeff's old show, Jeff would, what do you, how do you say, facilitate... A, a connection between a child who maybe needed a reminder of what mm -hmm. the good list is and the naughty list is. Mm -hmm. I would I would facilitate a phone call between Santa Claus and that young man or that young woman. Do you think that Santa would be interested in being on our show and doing that for Upside Kids? I hadn't even thought about <laughs> it, but um, I do miss facilitating those calls. Because they're really, really funny because you know santa knows everything so santa knows what the kids are getting in trouble for yep and like the name of their elf and then santa calls and just says hey like buddy is telling me that you're hitting your sister we don't hit our sister and you know what do you want for christmas <laughs> don't <laughs> hit your sister what do you want for christmas the only thing is and i could never figure out if santa was serious about this or if santa was joking but he would always ask the kids to leave really bizarre snacks out that was funny. It was never cookies and milk. No. It was like chicken wings and orange juice. I and think that's awesome. I like that Santa has a sense of humor. And also, he probably gets sick of cookies. Well, let me make a call to Santa and see if he's open to it. And if he is, we will um, we'll have some contact information on this show in the next day or two. Perfect. My three-year-old son had just discovered the joy of peeing outside and was relieving himself in our side yard just as the UPS man was walking up. It was quite an experience for me. I must have really thought it was uh, laugh-worthy because I posted it on Facebook, and every year I get a reminder when it pops up in my Facebook memories. Love the show. Bye. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hi, Callie and Jeff. This is Katie Burke. Okay, I just wanted to call and put the rumors to rest and confirm that I do not put my Christmas tree out this time of year. I do not do it this early. My husband and I usually wait till right after Thanksgiving, and that's when we go and get our Christmas tree and start decorating. But with that being said, don't knock it till you try it, because last year when I was super pregnant and super hormonal, I wanted Christmas to come early, so I was one of those people, and I put out my Christmas decorations at the 1st of November, and I got to enjoy Christmas for two full months. I don't know if it's because I was pregnant and I couldn't drink and I needed a little something extra, you know, just to get me hyped up for the holidays, but it was awesome. So there you have it. Also, friendly reminder to subscribe to the newsletter. This next newsletter that's going to be going out is going to be awesome. It is Jeff's birthday edition. So remember to subscribe to your weekly pick-me-up. All right. Bye. Hi, this is Suzanne. I was just calling to say I so appreciate Jeff giving all the information about people who were successful and actually started their success after they turned 40. I am turning 40 on November 20th this year and have been thinking about this, about 
whether or not what I'm doing now is going to be what I'm doing for the rest of my life or if I'm going to try something different. And I don't know what those possibilities might be right now, but hearing all the people who were completely successful and um, started what they're known for after the age of 40 gives me a lot of hope. So thanks again. Love the show. Bye. I am a UPS driver, and I was calling about the weird things that we see which they are absolutely endless, but the few that stick out to me the most is I walked up to a house one time to deliver a package, and there was some inappropriate things happening on a TV and a man sitting on his couch, so I didn't really know how to handle that situation. So I just rung the doorbell so he knew he should probably close the blinds at that time of the day, and I have seen dogs making puppies, if you know what I mean. And I have seen a child sliding down the rail of a stairwell and fell off and broke his arm. And that's really awkward because you don't know your place because you're just like an innocent bystander that just witnessed somebody getting hurt. But yeah, those are just a few things, but they are absolutely endless. Hey, Kelly and Jeff, this is Erin from McDonough. I love your show. I tell everybody about you guys. I tell them to listen. I've had several people listen because of it. Keep up the good work. You guys are doing an awesome job, and you're making everybody's lives that you're touching so much better. Bye. So in all that you do in all of your life, I wish you the strength and the grace to make those choices which will allow you and your neighbor to become the best of whoever you are.